Welcome to the Hold My Juice Box podcast, where we talk about motherhood and entrepreneurship. I'm Christina Zimmerman, a top producing real estate agent, business owner, coach, and mom of two great boys. This podcast is for all the women out there navigating through motherhood and building big businesses. My goal is for this to inspire, motivate, and encourage you as we go from surviving to thriving in motherhood and business. All right, welcome to the Hold My Juice Box podcast. Last week, we talked about hiring and retaining talent for your business, understanding when is the right time to hire, how to hire, and creating a hiring system. And today, we're going to continue that discussion with onboarding. So what do you do once you've hired that person? And this is absolutely every bit as important as the actual hiring process. One of the biggest things I've noticed with other real estate teams is they will go and hire these amazing people and then they're so busy that they don't take the time to truly invest in the training of that person and the development of that person and then they don't understand why it doesn't work out, why that person doesn't last with them, why there's such a difficult transition for them to start that job. And I think it comes down to the onboarding. It's one of those things like we talked about last week, you know, when you're at that point of being overwhelmed and feeling like there's not enough of you that that's the time to hire. So taking the time to really invest in training that person as a small business can be difficult, but eventually, hopefully you'll have someone who can do that training for you, like a director of operations. But unfortunately, if you're just starting out, it's going to be you and you really do need to take the time to train them right. Because I can tell you from experience, and I should have known better, but with my first assistant hire, I did not train her and I knew better, but I was just, I think when you see someone with talent, you just assume they're going to know what to do, but every job is different and every employer's expectations are going to be different. Even if it's the exact same job, the exact same industry, that person's expectations and way of doing business are going to be different. So you do need to give them the time it takes to train and learn your systems, your values, and your way of doing things. So the best advice I have for doing this when you're already overwhelmed is really scheduling the time wisely. So we talk a lot about time blocking and time management in this podcast, but it really is important when it comes to this part of the business. So one way that I did this recently, and I think it was very, very successful and a great way to do it, um, and I've actually advised a few other agents to try it this way, and they have, and they've also seen really good success with this. Once you've hired your person, spend the first two weeks just having them shadow you. Just bring them along. Tell them they don't need to do anything but they do need to be prepared to follow you and shadow you and pay attention to everything you're doing. So I did this with my most current executive assistant and we went on listing appointments together. We went on final walkthroughs together. We went to closings together. We did literally everything together. And the whole time she was with me, I had her take notes and just pay attention to the daily 
duties and how I was speaking to my clients, how I was interacting with them. And I think that's something that gets lost when you have a hire who maybe was an executive assistant for another realtor. Obviously, they know what you're doing all day, but they don't know your personality. They don't know how you interact with your clients. So if you take them and you let them shadow you for two weeks, they're going to see that and they're going to learn that. So that's something that I think is so crucial to really setting them up for success. So while they're taking notes with you every day, at the end of the two weeks, sit down with them. And I usually will make it kind of informal. I'd take her to lunch, you know, don't make it like, you know, make it fun. And, you know, you want to take the time to give them your attention. And I know if I would have sat in the office and done this with her, I would not have, I'd been, I've been distracted and looking at the computer and my phone. So we went to lunch and I said, tell me what you think of the last two weeks. And tell me what you think you can take off of my plate and let them give suggestions on what they think could be done differently, what they think could be improved in your business. And the key to this is be open, be open to anything you're bringing them on to help improve and scale your business. So don't be sensitive if they have ideas for how to do something you've been doing, but how to do it better. That's why they're there. So definitely be open to it and give them that opportunity to feel comfortable telling you those things. First of all, that sets the tone for the rest of your relationship with them in your business. And that to me is something that I want in my business. I want them to be able to tell me, hey, I love that you're doing this, but can I make a suggestion on how to do it better? Because I don't know everything. And that might be their strong suit. I want to know ideas they have. That's why I'm hiring them. So, and then they should be able to see, you know, this is the job description I gave you. So you know what I'm expecting of you, but they might see something that they can take off your plate that you didn't think of. So definitely give that a try. And then make sure that they get consistent training. Do not skim over this. Even the most qualified hire will need your devotion to this. Eventually, you may have someone who does the training for you, like I said, but there are also programs and other companies that do this. Keller Williams has a great assistant training program. I think it was... $120 a month or less. And it was well worth it because what I would do is I would spend the mornings going through different systems and training her on things that I had for her. And then in the afternoons, she could focus on that program or the homework from it. And it was basically helping with the training. So I didn't have to devote all of my time to it. It was a big time commitment from me, but there it, it was so worth it. Also, don't expect perfection on the first or even the second try when they're doing something you've just shown them how to do. Many CEOs have found that it takes three to six months for someone to truly grasp and start succeeding in their new role. So let them know that it's okay to come to you with questions, even if they have to ask twice about something, because I'd much rather have an employee ask me for clarification twice than do it wrong. And I find out later from a client that there's a mistake. So let them know that you are open to those questions. You're there to help them no matter how busy you may seem. 
and then have those checklists. Checklists are amazing, and a lot of entrepreneurs really like checklists. It helps keep you organized, and this is something that you can put together during that process that we talked about last week where you're putting together your hiring system and you've put those systems in place, I would get those checklists created. You know, I said you can take a notebook with you and write down all the things that you want to leverage out. For example, one of the things I had on there was my listing management. And listing management is about two pages worth of things that need to go into every listing. And I put them all on there in a Word document as my listing management sheet And she could go down that list and use it as a checklist until she had it memorized and down and easy. But I think that will save you a ton of time in the future with your hires because you're not having to show them how to do it multiple times. You're not having to answer a million questions about the same things because they've got their list in front of them. And they know that they can refer to that if they need to. And then if there's something that they just can't figure out, then they can come to you for to ask you a question. But I think it helps things go much more smoothly. We also talked about the trial period and doing that three month trial period, give or take, depending on your industry. Have that appointment set from the beginning of what day and time you plan to meet with them and go over the basically the evaluation of how things went. Once you've gotten to that point, I think you should always continue to do regular evaluations, whether it's quarterly or every six months or annually. This is something that many business owners feel is key. And the reason for it is a lot of times when you are in your business and you've got that higher and they are up and running and they're doing an amazing job, you kind of lose sight of taking a moment to just ask them, how's it going? Do you feel like you're enjoying your job? What are some things that you wish you could take off your plate when we hire more people in the future? Or where do you see the future of your role? These are really important questions to retaining that top talent. They need to feel appreciated. They need to feel like you care and like they're important to your business. And those regular evals are really helpful tools for helping accomplish that and get that across to them. So sit down with them, have those planned meetings, discuss what they've done well, discuss what needs improvement, and ask how they feel about the position. Discuss their expectations for the future and keep those going. These are such great tools for just really helping them feel appreciated and helping them stick with you. So one of the tough things that comes with hiring is what do you do if that hire doesn't meet your standards? And we talked about how important it is that the people you hire match your core values and your culture that you've built in your business because that's reflected in the level of service that you give your customers. And a lot of business owners, especially in sales, are people pleasers. They have that personality where they want everyone to like them. And that's why they're really good at sales because they're really good at people making people like them. However, they also don't really enjoy confrontation and firing someone is a very difficult position to be in no matter what type of personality you have. So 
how do you do this with a new hire? Obviously, we talked about the importance of having that three months trial period because then you know there's already that option to let them go if you need to and that they would be a little more prepared for it. But what do you do if you're past that point and something is going on that is just not working for your business? Honestly, you hire slowly. You take the time to really find the right person, but you fire quickly. Fire quickly. And as difficult as that is, it will save you so much time and pain in the long run. Don't let them bring your business down. And that's what is going to happen if you keep them on longer than they should. Don't get stuck spending your time fixing their mistakes when you could be using that time to find the right person for the job. It's not personal. It's the business you've worked so hard to create and you don't want to have to do damage control. You want to correct that problem quickly and move on to finding the right person. So the best way to do it is as respectfully as possible. Do not, you know, just text them or call them and let them know that they're let go. Set aside a time sit down with them and clearly explain why it didn't work. And that will hopefully give them tools as they move forward into whatever job they move into, but hopefully it will help them grow. And hopefully you can end on as positive a note as possible. You know, you don't want them to leave bitterly. And sometimes that happens, but I think if you try and be proactive, you try and handle the problem quickly and get ahead of it, it can end so much better for everyone involved because you're not letting it go too long. And a lot of times that's what happens. And when I say it's not personal, a lot of times at that point, we know that person on a personal level. We know about their family and who's depending on that income. And a lot of that can cause business owners to hang on longer because they feel a little guilty about letting them go. But you really have to look at it as a business owner and know when it's it's time to just cut ties. And just know the sooner you do that, the sooner you're on track to find the right person. I hope this is helpful. I know it's kind of a process and it If you are in that overwhelmed stage where you feel like you're on the edge of needing to hire someone, the last thing you want to hear is that there's more work involved to get that person hired and onboarded. But honestly, if you really take the time and you do it right, it is so beneficial for your company, for your business, and for where you want to go. It's key, like I said, to making your business scalable and just growing and giving you the life that you want to live. Most entrepreneurs pick this profession and this way of life because they want to live a full, bold life. And if you are just being consumed by your business, it's not it's not working for you the way that you had envisioned, I'm sure. We're all passionate about what we do. We love what we do, but I do this because I love the people I work with and I love my family and spending time with them and being able to go on vacations with them. I can't go on vacations with them if I'm working 24-7. I can, but I'll be working on the vacation and that's not okay with me. So 
I want to hire the right people to help support my business and also be excited about joining the business and letting them know that this is their business too. They are a key part of the business. This is not just me. Where do they see the business going? Where do they want it to grow? Where do they want to grow in the business? Leaving those opportunities open for them so they are not just stuck in the same position forever if they don't want to be, give them the opportunity to grow. It really helps just retain that talent. There's a team in Florida and they have almost zero turnover with their hires. And one of my uh, coworkers was trying to hire and she went and asked them, she said, what are you doing? Do you have an airtight contract that they just can't get out of and that's why they stick with you? What are you doing differently? And they said, no, we've just created a job that is too good for them. They don't want to leave. So keep that in mind with your hires. Make it a job that you would want to do if you were in their shoes. And obviously, Work is not always all roses and perfect, but you can do things to make it worth their time and something that they feel invested in and that they want to stay in and watch themselves and your business grow together. So keep that all in mind. I wish you all the success with your hiring and your business and that you would just grow and be successful and scale and do great things. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to click the subscribe button to make sure you're the first to know when new episodes are posted. You can also connect with me on Instagram at czim underscore realtor or visit my website at www.christinazimmerman.com. 